This is Encounters, a dialogue that brings you multifaceted life stories you don't want to miss. The name was given by my grandpa. My grandpa said he has given the best name of the family is Xun Qian,、mm. which means being humble in English. How do you I, define yeah, modesty? Put away yourself and see other people better than you, and try to value people more than the self-centered self. I think that is what modesty, humility, really mean. When I Practice modesty. You know, it needs practice. You know, when I practice modesty, I feel the connection with the people more solid and more in depth. And so, yeah. I am a kid. <laughs> That's my title. <laughs> a kid in kiddo, an adult body. Kiddo, yeah, kid in an adult、kiddo. body. I'm a kiddo.、Oh, a kiddo. kiddo. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I well, a lot of titles. I try to do a lot of work. You'd rather be just saying I have a lot of titles. I would say I have a lot of commitment. But to the end, I hope that I can be a kid till I'm very old because I do a lot of work with young people. If I'm not young enough. In my heart, <laughs> it will be very difficult to connect with the people. Theater is beyond the stage. I have been exploring different ways to get people be in touch with theater drama, which I love a lot, through various ways. Well, stage performances is one, but then we do a lot of educational programs, community programs, engagement programs, and try to get people to feel they can be part of drama theater, and they can be inspired, engaged, and empowered. Hello and welcome. I'm your host Manling. My guest today is William Yip, a drama teacher and director from Hong Kong. Forty-two-year-old William has been a drama instructor, program developer, and consultant at various schools, government departments, and arts organizations since 1997. As a veteran theater director, he has produced more than 60 performances since joining the profession. Born in Beijing, William moved to Hong Kong with his family when he was six. That's where he built his career and founded his own theater company. In 2015, William moved back to his birthplace and focused on new musicals and drama education for young people in the Chinese mainland. Now he spends most of his time on the road, flitting between mainland cities to promote drama classes. An eloquent and vigorous person, William shows his ferocious passion and joy for drama throughout our conversation. He inherited it from his parents, he says. Welcome to the studio. Thank you. <laughs>、um, what's your name first? Ah,、uh, my English name, William Yip, 
or the Chinese pronunciation would be Ye Xun Qian. Very good pronunciation. Thank you. <laughs> well, are you bilingual or trilingual? I would say I am confident with three languages: Cantonese, English, and Putonghua. Yeah. And the, you have been engaged in drama field mm. for a long, long time—years and years, right? Quite a while. <laughs> when I want a self-introduction from you. Can you do it in an ordinary way first? Okay. Hello, my name is William. I am forty-two year old, and I love theater. <laughs> <laughs> and then, in a more dramatic way. More dramatic way.、Mm, I would say、um, theater is beyond the stage. I have been exploring different ways to get people be in touch with theater drama, which I love a lot,、um, through various ways. Well, stage performances is one, but then we do a lot of educational programs, community programs, engagement programs, and try to get people to feel they can be part of drama theater, and they can be inspired, engaged, and empowered. You're not interested in telling us what titles you know under your name. Well, titles. I am a kid. <laughs> That's my title. <laughs> well, a kid in kiddo, an adult body. Kiddo, yeah, kid in an adult、kiddo. body. I'm a kiddo. No, <laughs> kiddo. kiddo. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Well, I well a lot of titles. I try to do a lot of work. I'm very blessed that I have been given a lot of opportunities, like from the China Musical Theatre Association, or even for the Social Work Association, and. Children Musical Association, all these sorts of like titles come with commitment. Okay. So you'd rather be just saying I have a lot of titles. I would say I have a lot of commitment in the society and promoting theatre, drama, musical theatre through a lot of work that I'm doing. But well, to the end, I hope that I can be a kid till I'm very old. Because I do a lot of work with young people. If I'm not young enough in my heart, <laughs> it will be very difficult to connect with the people. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah. Age has nothing to do with you. Yeah, and、uh, your life is simple. One word represents you: drama. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, let's go into questions one after another.、Okay. How about that? Get prepared. Yes,、um, that's a one dramatic one. Is none sort of dramatic self introduction of yours.、Uh-huh. <laughs> And how many years have you been in drama? Wow, you're forty something, right? Yeah, I'm forty two to be exact. Since the day one, you got engaged heavily into yeah. drama. Yeah. Well, I would say the very first time. Would be 1994, but that was like as an amateur. I'm not like professionally engaged. But then, if put it in a professional parameters, I would say 1997. That was my first time being paid. You know, that's how I define professional. Sometimes, you know, being paid to do a work in a school to lead a group of young people, middle school students, to do a production. That was like when I actually was still in university studying dentistry. <laughs> that was the time. 
But then, so, several yeah. decades already, right? Yeah, yeah, that was like twenty-two years ago. <laughs> yeah, almost twenty-three now. Now it's twenty twenty. <laughs> you're old man in drama. Already. I'm old man. <laughs> that makes me feel very young. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, do mm. you know why you were named your Chinese descendant mm. and you yes. were given a Chinese name? Yes. And uh, yep means yeah. Yeah. Mm. And uh, the middle is Xun. Xun, and then another character is Qian. Qian. What do these Chinese characters mean? Well, the name was given by my grandpa because my family is quite traditional, so we have to go in the sequence, the order of a poem. Yeah, that's what we call like a family book. And then I am the oldest son of my. Daddy, and then、mm. my father was the oldest son of my grandpa, and then my grandpa said he has given the best name of the family is Xun Qian,、mm. which means being humble in English. Yeah. How I, do you define yeah, modesty? Put away yourself and see other people better than you, and try to value people more than the self-centered self. Actually, each person have some sort of like self-esteem, self-centered kind of side of him or herself. But to for to put it down and try to value people more, I think that is what modesty, humility, really mean. And that give me a lot of power when I work with young people. And actually, young people empowered me a lot. You know, when I. Practice modesty. You know, it needs practice. You know, when I practice modesty, I feel the connection with the people more solid and more in depth. And so, yeah. When you use the word practice, that means you're deliberately doing something, right?、Mm. It's not part of you. So you are not a modest person. I do feel I have a lot of arrogance. That's why I. You're arrogant by nature. I'm arrogant. I am. I know I'm good by nature. <laughs> <laughs> and you're being refined and restricted by your name. So, the question is: Have you lived up to the expectation of your grandparents or grandpa who gave you this name? I would say I'm a better person now. Well, compared to like five years ago, or ten years ago, or even twenty years ago. Each day, you're a better person than yesterday. I hope so. <laughs> Yeah, I try not to compare to yesterday because it can't really see well. <laughs> I, know, I know you need a longer and、yeah. vaster picture to yes, compare yourself, yes, right? Yes, That's very interesting. And、mm. you were born and brought up in a quadrangle sort of、yes. uh, courtyard we、yeah. call Sihuyuan in northern part of China, right?、Mm. In Beijing,、mm. and you left Beijing at the age of six. Yes, right. In、yes. which year was that? That was nineteen eighty-two. Nineteen eighty-two. Yes. Do you still have memories of your childhood life here? Yes. In Sihuyuan, a lot. Can you describe it for us? Oh, wow! A lot of good memories. The highlights. Just flashback. Yeah. Um, one of the best moment was we have like in the quadrangle we have like a garden in the middle.、Mm-hmm. So we are staying at the southern part of the quadrangle, and then the eastern part of the quadrangle is another family. And I still remember, like the bigger brother, as actually the neighbor, he used to teach me to write on the sand, on the soil, 
And that was something that was like, I remember vividly the number eight that he taught me, you know, how to write eight for a very young kid, like three, four year old to write an eight. The figure eight is very difficult. Why eight? I don't know. Maybe that was like the most difficult number to write. <laughs> so he was teaching me like you don't write two circles. Two you circles have... is the right way. Yeah, but you have to know <laughs> two circles is not the right way. <laughs> you have to write this yeah, like yeah. you know almost like the infinity sign. Yeah, in, indeed. In, yeah. So, <laughs> but do you know yeah. that the eight represents fortune here? Fa, yes. fa, fa. Yeah. Maybe that could be the reason, right? I, you need to learn to be. I don't mind to be more <laughs> fa, fa, fa. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah. But as we talk about si he yuan or the mm. quadrangle, and mm, then mm. actually when it was shared by mm. more than one family, yes. it has another nickname. Mm, Are you aware of that? Da zha yuan. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, do you remember... Mm. Or can you t- even today call yourself mm. a lad from Da Zha Yuan? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Da Zha Because you said you were a kid, right? Yeah. What's typical of a Da Zha Yuan Nanghar? I would say wild <laughs> and then open and care about neighbor. Loud. Loud, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember, like, I, I'm quite free. Uh, wandering around like my neighborhood, not just in the quadrangle, but going out as a three, four year old in the hutong, mm-hmm. um, waiting for the postman, riding on a bicycle. When you see the bring, bring, the ring, and I just run out of the door and see if there's a letter coming for my family or for my neighbors, and I'll deliver the letter for them. So that was quite wild to me <laughs> as a three, four year old. Do you define a Dazhaiyuan lad as kind of mm. shivery sometimes? Shivery. Going fighting for yeah. others, for justice and for, you know, you know. I, I don't have that sort of memory, maybe because I was too, too young. young. Mm-hmm. But I would say I was quite defined to care about neighbor. I think that sort of experience is very different if I grew up in um, so-called regular modern city type of family. Your memory about any mm. drama mm. at that time when yes. you were only six years old. Yes, I'm a very pictorial memory person. A very vivid picture is in the kindergarten, you know, the teacher would do a red dot using the lipsticks in between your eyebrow uh, when you perform. I don't know why this is like a very Chinese traditional like kiddie performance makeup. <laughs> so Only one, one red dot. dot. Yeah. Huh. Do you still remember what role you played when you were little um, with the red dot on your forehead? I don't really Forgot remember to. the role. <laughs> but Stand the red <laughs> dot just like, just stick in my yeah. memory. Yeah, indeed. Um, so that, mm. to me, is your first exposure mm. to performing art. Performing arts. And you were good at it. I enjoyed it. Okay, throughout your life, especially when you were little, Mm -hmm. are there any people who guided you or mentored you into this field? Mm -hmm. And what sort of uh, roles or specific roles they played Mm -hmm. in your life? And what have you learned from them? Well, I have a lot of teachers that I am very thankful. But I think the first person I should mention would be my mom. Actually, she is the one who let me 
participate in dance group and drama group since I was only in primary three, and I have to go to school every day, almost like three four times a week, going earlier in the morning to go back home for two hours three hours practice in dance and drama team. Your mom.、Um, Yeah, my mom. That was already when you were in Hong Kong. Yes,、mm-hmm. and actually in Hong Kong at that time when I was in primary school, we only go to school half day. So I was picked by okay the teacher to join the dance team. So、first. actually, it's the extracurricular courses of the school itself. Yes. Yes.、Yeah. And then later,、mm. we played a very important role in affecting you or leading you into this field.、Mm. Second most important. Second most important, I would say, is my drama teacher in、um, secondary school in high school,、mm-hmm. called Mrs. Feng. It's a Chinese teacher. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, actually, she is an English teacher, but she has never taught me English or in a class. <laughs> but she's like the teacher in charge of drama club. So yeah, I learn a lot from her. Interesting. Like, <laughs> an English teacher never taught me English, but yeah, drama. But drama, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay, so what what specific sort of、uh, skills and sense of drama you learned、mm. from her? As a teacher in charge, Mrs. Fong like organizes a lot of trainings, workshops, and performances, and has given us, given me a lot of opportunity to act, to write plays, to direct. My first time directing was in secondary three, and I got. A directing award <laughs> from her or from, from her, the school. From her, from, from the her. school. Yeah. And、so. what specific skill? For example, before、mm. you joined the club, you didn't know how to do it, and then、yes. later you got trained. Yes. And this is directly from Mrs. Fong. Mrs. Fong. What is the thing? I would say passion, because there are too many skills that I've learned from her.、Mm-hmm. But I would say, if I can only say one thing, I would say passion. Her、you、passion need- in drama,、mm-hmm. theater, on the stage, is something that means a lot to me. Okay. Yeah.、Um, interest and passion, right?、Mm. Which leads you into a sustainable career in、yes. the future. Yes. And what sort of kind of influences have you, you know, received from your father? Because we know、mm. that by doing research, your father is an artist, a painter, yeah, a right? A painter. Yeah. Yeah. And does painting has anything to do with drama? I think so. I think. In my genes, <laughs>、hmm. from the paternal side, I am a very pictorial person. As a pictorial person, it helped me a lot with directing. Because as a director, you need to be pretty good in seeing good stage pictures. So I have this sort of the ability to see embedded in my blood. So, so I think that's his very like. Crucial, strong influence, and he used to teach me a lot of painting, drawing when I was young, and also his international view. Because later he he because being a painter does not keep us sustainable in Hong Kong,、mm-hmm. <laughs> so he moved on and he become like a business person. And his international view, and he tells me a lot of his. Like experience going to Germany, going to Russia, going to、um, different like countries in the world, and and I think that 
opened my eyes and get me be so curious about the world, and maybe you know now I fly a lot, and I think I learned from him. <laughs> I see your father in you now. Ah, yeah. Being able to be engaged in the moving pictures, I call it. Yeah, <laughs> drama is like living. You know. True. Uh, pictures in mobility. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Films are the same. Yes. And then the business ability, because you're running, you know, corporation or company of your yeah, own, right? My business. And <laughs> then your international sort of, um, you know,、mm. you're traveling or shuttling between cities. Yeah, true. Seems to be quite interesting. How yeah strange that the genes were working on you. And then、uh, what about your mother? My mother. My、mm-hmm. mother, actually, because she has to take care of my grandma, her mother. So the maternal side, and also take care of me and my little brother.、Mm-hmm. So she cannot actually go out to work. But one, she needs to earn money. Two, she doesn't want to be a professional housewife. <laughs> so, so she decided to do something on her own, and she is quite good academically. So she decided, ah, maybe I can be a home tutor. Yeah, like home teacher. She's a home tutor. On what subject? She actually taught like everything、China. from yeah Chinese language, language math, math, physics, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Not not、oh, not not, not so sa- much in physics, yeah, but maybe that's like that's too scientific. Yeah, that science. Yeah, yeah, you know,、yeah. so she focused on、um, primary school kids. So since she was a home teacher, actually, I learned a lot from her how to communicate. With students, how to communicate with young people. So、um, the teaching part comes from your enthusiasm in teaching. Yes. In spreading knowledge. Yes. Comes from your mother. I would say so. Come from my mother. That was like a very strong influence. I don't know, but passion in people moved me a lot, and her passion in not just teaching knowledge, but to get a better person. In her students, yeah, yeah. and、uh, from the nature of your profession,、mm. then your capability in expressing and in socializing with people,、mm. can you be called a extroverted person? Ah, that's a very interesting question. I've never been asked about that because people used to they, they, because they, people usually give. Yeah. Tag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are introverted. Yes, and, and you are extroverted. You are extroverted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you impress people.、Mm. You would impress people as an extroverted Extrovert. person. Yes, but yes. I'm curious about when、mm. moments of downcast moments.、Yeah. Do you have it in private?、Mm. Actually, this is really good. People never ask me this because they assume that I'm an extroverted person. But actually, deep down, I'm a very introverted person. I learn to be. I practice to be extroverted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I, a skill. I, that's actually a skill set that I learn and I earned and I practice and I make it becoming a true self of me. I remember. I actually I had a conversation with my student. She grew up in a quite a elite family. And I was like, I feel really frustrated. I hate going out and talk about my work, and because I I worked in the foundation, and part of my work is to do fundraising, is to get subsidies, support, funding from people. I need to go out, talk a lot, and I feel really, really upset. I feel really, really uncomfortable. And I had a dinner over dinner. I I I talked to the student, and then and she was like, well. 
because you don't have that practice in your childhood, because we, you know, her was trained to be extroversial since she was very young. They go to balls, they go to dinners, they go to all sorts of events. So they, she was trained. She didn't feel right, but she was trained, so she feel okay. So she asks me, you know, if you want to grow people's awareness for theater, drama, and education, if you feel that's your passion, then learn, then go practice, and don't just. She said, "Digest your uncomfortable feeling." So I think how to be open and how to digest or swallow that sort of uncomfortable way, and try to be open and be extroversial. You know, while you are actually introversial, you know, just be open while you can just also be yourself. You know, so that sort of balance is a new balance that I learned. I practiced. I learned that、uh, Beauty and the Beast, the musical,、mm-hmm. means a lot to you. Yeah, it helped to a certain extent shape、mm-hmm. your personality.、Mm-hmm. Would you please tell me more?、Oh, yes, that was like literally the. First musical I directed when I was in、uh, what do you call it secondary six because in Hong Kong at that time we do seven year of secondary education so secondary six I I actually I convinced I persuaded my headmistress my principal not to do an annual concert but to do an annual musical, musical. from now on <laughs> a bold suggestion. A very bold suggestion. You changed the tradition. I did, actually, and she just accepted it, and I thank her for that. And she gave us a lot of support financially and emotionally, and and tried to get us to be able to do that. But then, you know, I was really arrogant, and I was under stress. I don't know what to do because I was not trained to be a manager. Then the, how did you succeed? I did not succeed. I, you mean I, the beauty and the beast? Well, the, the production was successful. Okay, was okay, was, but you didn't feel good. I feel really bad because, you know, in the curtain call in the bow,、mm-hmm. I was booed at by the whole school. The whole school was like booing at me when they introduced. Okay, let's welcome the director of the musical. You know, the production was okay, and and you know the actors they got big round of applause. But when I went on stage and I, you know, people. Down in the audience, which is they just booed at me, my friends, my schoolmates. You know, I guess my teachers didn't boo, but <laughs> maybe, maybe in their heart they're booing too. <laughs> What was your feeling when they booed at you? I was devastated. I was like broken into pieces. I was broken into dust. <laughs> yeah, and then later, how did you put yourself together and pick、uh... up your confidence? I was just like,、um, well, thanks to my family, I was crying at home for like I don't know for how long, maybe a day or two. But my family was like a like a harbor to me, so I feel safe, I feel protected at home, back in the family. But then, okay, I just have to move on. And then another thing that come up to me was like I have to do the. Gaokao, <laughs> so okay, the A levels is coming. The A level in Hong yeah, Kong, the A level, which is an equivalent to, to the mainland Gaokao, right?、Yeah. And let's talk about when, at the age of six, right?、Mm. You moved to Hong Kong、mm. with your family. Yes. Do you still remember your first impression of Hong Kong? Tall buildings, 
I still remember looking up because think about like in 1982, in 1980s, we didn't have tall buildings we, here. Yeah, like. <laughs> we didn't. We have no tall buildings. Mm. So that was literally my first time seeing. <gasps> oh, I looked up, and I still remember that picture. That was yeah, the first impression. Cement forestry. Cement forestry, mm -hmm. indeed. And uh, what about the people? Do you mm. think that at that time, at that young age,、mm. you did experience some culture shocks? Yes, because I didn't speak Cantonese. I didn't speak the language that people around me are all speaking. Were they friendly to you? Uh, they were not bad. They because I was just in Kengan. They don't know how to be bad to people, I guess. <laughs> And yeah, I've got very good teachers. I've got very good. Headmistress, and I don't remember their faces, but I, I still remember the sort of like the feeling that they have given me. Did I, you feel lonely? I Because you have just feel... said goodbye to your, you know, peers back here, right, yeah. in the kindergarten. Yeah, I didn't have that memory of being lonely, but I have the memory of me have to be quick in following people. Mm -hmm. You know, when I don't know what is being said, but I know, okay, people are taking this out. Oh, people are going to here. Oh, people are doing that, and and so I need to pick up from clues from people around me very quickly. You know, look looking back, that was pretty good training. So it took some sort of a catching up. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, yes. you fit very well later. Into the system, right?、Mm, mm. Can you describe、um, what was the education in Hong Kong like, and、mm. what's the difference from、mm. what we have here? I would say one very similar thing first, which is competitiveness. It's really the competitive.、Same. It's the same. You know, when you say you know that other education is less competitive, it's it's a lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It yeah. is as competitive. If you want to be successful, you have to be competitive. Competitive in different ways. In different ways,、mm -hmm. but I would say in Hong Kong, well, schooling is one thing. Learning from books is one thing. It's the really competitive side, but I learn a lot. Very much from all those extracurricular activities, I was a Boy Scout. I was in drama club. I was in choir. I was doing social services. I was helping out with teachers. I was doing this and that. You know, I would say looking back, all these extracurricular activities shaped me. If I didn't direct Beauty and the Beast, I would not realize. <gasps> Okay, William, you're not Xun Qian at all. You should not be called Xun Qian. You should not be called modest, humble. Come on, you need to learn to, to be, be humble. Humble,、mm -hmm. and so without that, you know, that's not in books. That's in extracurricular activity. You need to stumble. Yes, right. We to need to、fall. learn from failure. For failure. Yeah. From when you were very little, you impressed me as being. Pretty much, very into drama. Yes. But how come you chose dentistry as your major <laughs> when you go to college? Well, talk about family hope, you know. <laughs> my parents, you know, especially my mom, she was quite good academically, but you know, she didn't get a chance to go to universities. So her career hope, her passion. Was in medical side. She wanted to be a doctor, so since very young she embedded 
this seed in me be like you can be a doctor being a doctor is good and and you should go there you should you should be a doctor you know and i believed it in it and i i do have this sort of career vision that one day i will be rushing into a surgery room and do a surgery and try to help out people and and that's my very solid vivid picture for my career but what was the exact reason mm. for you to say hey no this didn't really suit me i mm. had to leave i was quite good academically in my secondary school time when i get into dentistry i didn't really do well i was not enjoying i tried hard but i didn't do well i feel really disappointed and then i do more drama and then I even I went to teach drama when I was in university. So one and, foot in medicine, the other. Yeah, actually, I'll say is in drama. Both feet in medicine, but my heart in drama. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's a very good comparison. Oh, my goodness, I was like grounded. Yeah, indeed, you grounded <laughs> in dentistry because it's very hard. I'm really fortunate to you get into. You were not happy, right? But I was not happy mm. at all. Mm. I was like. Spend my time after school in libraries, trying to be hiding in a corner, try to study hard, enjoying being an introvert. <laughs> But I just don't feel right. I just now. But most people, especially Chinese people,、mm. were taught、mm. to sustain. You know, to persist. Yes. Yes. But when did the last straw appear?、Mm. You said. No, no, I gotta I, go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When? <laughs> yeah. What is the trigger? The trigger was because I went to teach and then I skipped some of the classes, which is bad. And I got the professor to get me to talk、um, to ha, the ha. academic board. <laughs>、mm -hmm. It's not like a casual talk. It was actually、It's、like a reprimand. Yeah, it is. And I was facing like five, four. I don't remember four, five. They're not looking at them in the eyes. Actually,、really? one of them is a really good teacher that I admire a lot. It's my anatomy teacher. That's the only thing I like a lot: anatomy, cutting up bodies. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> so yeah,、um, but、um, actually, my anatomy teacher was the person said, you know, if you want to spend time teaching drama and you find your Achievement there.、Mm -hmm. Why don't you go do more drama? And why wasting time here? Actually, he meant to keep you, know, you right. Yeah, keep me. Ask you to and, give up the other. Wake me up, and you know.、Um, so he meant to be stop doing that and just come back and, and spend time, concentrate on your studies. You know, this is your real thing. You know, but then I took it the other way around. So yeah. So drama is your own decision. Yes, dentistry is your family's expectation. Let's、I、call was, it this way. I would say so. And then, how did your family react to your own decision? They were crazy for that. They were mad. They were angry. My mom was crying. I've never seen my mom cry a lot. Was she crying? Yeah, she was crying, yelling at me, and be like, "Because actually, I have quit. So there's no way to go back." <laughs> That's the end. That's the end. Finish. That's no, why no way out. She was desperate. She was desperate. Yeah.、She、What was, about your father? My father was relatively more calm, 
but I can feel he was disappointed too. How were your friends? You know, classmates, people who were close to you. How did、mm. they react? Well, the first person I told this news, I was okay. I got accepted by the Hong Kong Academy for performing arts. I'm going to do drama. You know, I I, I broke that news. I dare not talk to my parents. I I took Mrs. Fong. And then she cried too. <laughs> she cried because she liked it. No, she she was blaming herself.、Oh、she she、God. thought because of her, because of her getting me into drama, I'm now being you know, ruined. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> I'm now ruined. I'm now giving up the bright future of being a dentist and and now going to be a dramatist. To be, you know, so yeah. What changes has this decision brought to your life? I mean, can you still imagine if you didn't quit?、Mm. So, what sort of life you would be leading now?、Mm-hmm. Imagine. Well, I think I am quite an adaptive person. I would still be okay, but then I maybe would be earning money from my dental. Business, and then to fund some theater companies. You still, <laughs> so you still two feet in dentistry, and your heart still is going heart into. Is still, my God, my heart is still in、yeah. drama. I know what I love. Interesting for Chinese people. Maybe we're talking about the comparison between the West and the East, right? <laughs> Usually, the Western children. Have much more freedom to choose than mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. We usually would waste a few years, like you wasted two years, right? Yes, doing the dentistry.、Yes. I call it a detour. Do you think we could have avoided such detours、mm. in career trajectory?、Mm. Because you know, life is so precious. Two、yes. years is so precious. Two years of time. Yeah, yeah. I actually wasted one year、oh. because my parents also want me to be a doctor. <gasps> But see,、okay. I'm good at English. <laughs> But I have to say that one year training in science is not a waste. Yes, we benefit from this、yes. even detour. Yes. But how I wish、mm. that we would have done better, saved more time. Yes. To go directly into what we love. What we love. Do、yes. you think it's possible for us to avoid such a detour in the future? Wow, this is a very big question. Well, first, I do think a detour might be good. I think that's why people are taking gap year more and more. I now I just know a little girl who is twelve year old, and she is taking a gap year supported by her family. So she's taking a gap year before she go into、um, secondary school, and I think that sort of detour could be a very good thing. Try different things. Try different things. You know, think about the successful people in the world. They have been detouring. The whole life, <laughs>、mm. you know, doing this, doing that, not successful, and then doing something successful and doing something unsuccessful, fumbling your way, fumbling, yeah.、Mm-hmm. So that's part of it.、Mm. But I would say for parents, if they can support their kids a bit more, and I think that would get the young people to find a easier way out psychologically in the journey of detouring. Actually, the detouring. Journey or the refining where I want to go type of journey is not easy. But there's a difference between proactive detouring、mm. and passive detouring. And passive detouring, yeah. Passive detouring is that 
parents force something on mm, onto us, true. which makes us unhappy. True. But positive detouring means, you know, yeah. we make decisions. We make decisions. We try different things. Yeah. We test our own boundaries. Yes. Exactly. Very good. Exactly. And in university, Academy of Performing Art, mm. during that time, mm. you become an exchange student in the United States. Yes. You got influences definitely from Broadway and mm. all these theater mm. things, right? Yes. Any difference between Hong Kong, the way people doing drama in Hong Kong and uh, in the US? Um, yeah, a lot. Actually, in Hong Kong, we're still quite traditional. We do this what's so-called Stanislavski way of doing drama. So it's very analytical. It's very, what I call it, left brain. <laughs> so Left so, brain. Yeah, so it's, it's very analytical. It's very logical. It's about analysis. It's about thinking. It's about practicing. But then Less uh, conceptual. Less conceptual. And then in the States, I still remember my first directing class in the States. Our professor just gave us like a one-page script and be like, okay, three in a group start doing. And I was like, three in a group start doing what? <laughs> I was like, hello, come on, tell us totally more. Totally lost. You know, I was totally lost. But then I am the only like non-local, like non-US students in the class. And my classmates were just like, they start discussion right away. They don't even need to think about it. They just start discussing, be like, oh, and I was like, wait a minute. He just said three in a group, start doing. But how did you know what to do? And then they were like, we don't know. We just, just give it a go. I was like, yeah, okay, let's give it a go, y'all. <laughs> so, and what did you do then? Um, To open your mouth, start talking. Yeah, we were just starting to brainstorm about how we look mm. at the script, you know, the theme, the characters. And actually, it is quite analytical. It could be quite analytical. But we don't have to know everything before we actually get on our feet and do it. So that sort of influence, yeah, mm. the difference actually changed a lot of my way of doing work with my actors and also with my students. You know, they were especially like, if I work with Chinese actors, they were trained to be knowing what to do. And then they were waiting for the answers from the teacher, from the director. Sometimes I was like, why are you waiting for me? I don't know. And they were looking at me, you know, really skeptically be like, ah, oh, come on, tell us. And I was like, no, I really don't know. Let's you are the one. Out. Yeah. You are the one and let's find out. You start something first and then we will find a way out. And so that is a very different way of working. So you mean this is something you took? Yeah. From your first exposure in, in the West. In the West. Yeah. That was actually my first immersive experience. Immersive. You know, I've been like yeah. traveling, but traveling doesn't count. But there are things that you want to keep. Yes. Right, there are things you want to cast yes. away, yes. and the differences you need to bridge the differences. True. Right, you take something good, you mm. think it was nice, and yeah. you use it into teaching yes. later. Did you feel the conflicts when you first arrived there, and then you couldn't really mm. accept or you know? Yes, I get a lot of that from the states, but then my professor, my dean at the time, were directing Hamlet. 
Mm. And then I looked at the set design. I was like, oh, "Wow, I liked it." And he was trying to get some help from students. I was like, "Can I help? And can I be your assistant director? And I can contribute whatever I have." And and he was like, "So what do you have?" Because I know a bit of Chinese opera movement. And I was like, "Maybe you know, in a play, in a play in Hamlet, we can do Chinese opera." And then he was like, "Oh, that's a great idea. Let's do that." So we directed. The play, in, actually, I directed the play in the play in Hamlet for my professor, and we had the Ghost Father, um, the first entrance, doing Chinese opera movement. My goodness! Oh yeah, and and they were like, oh, "Wow, what is this? No one know about Chinese opera <laughs> at that time." That it's, was like, it's so exotic. Yeah, to Western ears. Yeah, I mean. yeah, that was like two thousand and one. They liked it. They liked it, and that was in the newspaper. And they were like, "Oh, you know, they explored how to put the West and the East together in Hamlet, and they have this Chinese elements in the Western culture in Shakespeare, you know." So they liked I'm it. I'm thinking about the Lion King, Simba singing Peking Opera. <laughs> We can try I that. Have, <laughs> I have goose skin now. Yeah. Excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's creative. It's, it's totally possible. And I think the context is right, because when the ghost is moving in, yeah, you need the we have shadow. Yeah, stuff, you have the right? shadow. You have this sort of like Chinese opera movement is so the elegant, image, ima- right? The yeah. image and the elegant, slow, circular movement. You know that sort of energy is just right for. Two cultures to come together. Very well. It fit in. It, it, the balance was actually there. So your exposure in the United States definitely affect your future career. Yes. Driven by his passion for drama, William set up his theater noir troupe in Hong Kong in 2007. As well as staging Broadway and Disney musicals, he has also directed a range of performances, blending Eastern and Western cultures. In the next episode, William will share how he built his career and what he understands by theater and drama. And that's the end of our show. I'm Manling. Thank you for joining me. Be sure to visit ChinaPlus.CRI.CN and look for encounters. Where you will find other episodes of the show, along with Manling's journals about our interviews.